Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's times like this I wish we had a YouTube channel, which recorded us as well doing a podcast, because Sine is currently wearing a Superman cape. And other clothes as well, but... <laughs> That'd be a different channel, wouldn't it? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Thank you for coming back to our show. It's been a long time, you know. Stuff's happened. Sorry. You're know? the boss of us. We got lives. Funny. Okay, sorry. Be nice to them. <laughs> Thank you for listening again. Uh, we've been doing a whole bunch of stuff, but we have watched a few movies over the last little the summer blockbuster season in America. No, it's winter here. Isn't that crazy? Anyway. You know what we would be doing if we were, like, more, less ethically focused is we'd be like, yeah, we've been working on, like, super awesome stuff while we've been away and, like, we hinted about the new season of the pod. Oh, that's definitely what we've been doing while we've been away. It hasn't. No. That's not the case. <laughs> so <laughs> we thought we would do is a little quick recap of some of the big blockbusters that have come out over the last month or so. We're going to start with Solo. Quick thoughts, Sine. What do you reckon? Solo. Quick good, thoughts. Bad, go. No, good. Um, why was this movie made? Good question. <laughs> I did not like it. I, I thought it was boring. Okay. You're, you're fresh, <laughs> aren't you? You've, you've used your time off to get better at reviewing films. It's good. Well, I've got notes here, but you're pressuring me into doing it quickly. Right, quick rapid-fire notes, go. They had an inactive protagonist. The intro was in mid-thieving. Luck, in brackets, she was on ship. Oh, yeah, when You might have to explain some of these notes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, in all seriousness, he was so stupid as a protagonist. Like, he didn't do anything. Everything just happened to him. Also, sure, the actor's lovely. Sure, he's great. But... When you're trying to, like, retroactively do a Harrison Ford vibe, you need to cast somebody with as much charisma as Harrison Ford. That did not happen in this movie. I agree. I don't think why there's no good reason for this movie to be made because literally everything that we learnt about Solo as a character, Han, was stuff we already knew. It's just like putting the pieces together. We like, had... oh, this is him meeting Lando. Oh, this is him meeting yeah. Chewie. This is him getting the Falcon. This is him getting his last name. We had, like, we knew the answers to every single question that the film raised. Yeah. And not only that, but the answers were, like, the most predictable, obvious ones. Yeah. So if you're like, um, how did Han and Chewie meet? Oh, probably, like, in captivity or something. Yep. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. How did this happen? Oh, the most basic way that it could have happened. Cool. Great. How much exposition was in the dialogue as well? It was like... Yeah. Oh. I know I had problems with the production and in the end, the movie's fine. You can watch it for while it's on and it's okay. It's not offensive in any way. It's just like, I understand why they're doing this with Star Wars. I read an article about this a little while ago. I can't remember where it was now. But I was saying 
the good thing about Star Wars used to be that there were three movies and then there were six movies, but that was all they had, right? There's a mm. few TV things or whatever, but mm-hmm. going to see a Star Wars movie was special. Mm. Now we've had one every year and now we've had two like in the last six months basically. Yeah. And they're not really showing us why they need to be a spectacle. Why is it important to go see a Star Wars movie? Mm. Especially when the two extra ones they've done, Rogue One and Solo, have literally been about stuff that was referenced in the other movies. I don't understand what this thing is where, like, studios and filmmakers think that audiences really care about this one line of dialogue. Like the dice. Why was that such a big thing in this film? No one cares. I've been a Star Wars fan my whole life. Yeah. And I didn't know the dice were a thing until it was put into... The last Star Wars movie. Yeah. Last Jedi. I think it was referenced, like, the way they referenced, it was in one scene <sighs> of the first movie. Like, I thought my, I thought I was a pretty good fan. I didn't even know they were a thing, and now everyone's making them a huge thing. It was so stupid. Like, what is this thing, though, in franchises where every single line of dialogue that mentions something, we have to go back and have an origin story for and yeah. we have to explore it. It's not possible for any character to say anything without us knowing absolutely everything about that subject. Yeah, like in Rogue One, it's like, oh, someone thought, wouldn't it be cool if we could see how they got the plans? It wasn't cool. It wasn't cool. And then the Solo, it's like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we saw him do the Kessel Run? No, fine, whatever. Oh, I just... But the thing is, that whole sequence, though, which is probably the film's best sequence... We knew the outcome. Exactly. We knew he made it. So there was mm-hmm. no stakes at all. It was and just boring. If you're going to do a prequel, I reckon you have to show the progression of the character. We saw that really good thing on Twitter where it was, if we want to see how we got to the Han Solo we meet in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. maybe this Han Solo should have been totally different. Totally different. As it is, he's basically who he is anyway. I so had, it's just the same character. I had that in my notes. Earlier. Like, this is supposed to be an origin story, but the character turns up like already a great pilot and already a thief. Yeah. Exactly yeah. the same as he is in like modern uh-huh. day. So like, what's the, where's the backstory there? Like, take it into a, a Batman Begins movie. He starts as a kid. We see his parents die. We see yeah. the origin there. We see him train to be a ninja, mm-hmm. and then he comes back and becomes Batman. Mm-hmm. If Batman Begins was he, he's already Batman, basically. Basically, that's what this why, is. Why yeah, would it, he's already. We wouldn't, we wouldn't care. He's already a fully formed character yeah. with no development. One thing I want to say quickly is I remember there's that line, weird line where he's like, "My name's Han. I'm going to be the best fighter pilot or the best pilot in the galaxy." Mm-hmm. I never thought that was something that Han wanted to do. I Not at just, all. I thought he just was, and he knows it, but he's not going to go around telling everyone this is my dream. Well, that's what I had an issue with. Like, the characterization of Han in this film was very similar to Anakin and Luke. Yeah. Who were very, like, wanted to be good pilots and wanted to do this, this, and this. Well, I thought the whole point of Han was that he was kind of aloof and, like, didn't give a shit. He's a scoundrel and he'll, yeah. he wants to get the best deal and get away and Does get the girl. Does he really care so. about, like, being a great pilot? So I feel like you've got three characters in this universe that are essentially exactly the same, yeah. Anakin, Luke, and young Han. Like... Yeah. How is that interesting? It's a good question, and I think if anything good comes from this movie, and like it was a fine movie and everything, don't get me wrong, but maybe they'll rethink what they're doing with these anthology Star Wars movies. Mm. Make Star Wars special, you know. Not, not to mention Star Wars. Being a Star Wars fan isn't a very good thing at the moment because all, all the other fans are such idiots. Very mean to Rose, but yes. Aren't they? 
No, just shut it. It's toxic. There's no need for it. Like you're watching movies. Don't chill yourself. Don't be a dickhead about it. (laughs) The other thing I didn't like is that because they, because we already knew, knew the answers to so many of the questions that the film raised, it treated us like we were idiots. Like it didn't kind of go, okay, well, the audience already knows we get to here, so how do we work backwards and make it interesting? Like the Falcon reveal, I guess, he, we already knew he won it in a bet in a card game. So why did that sequence go on for an eternity? Yeah, and then it's, and just, he, it's just like, oh, yes, I recognise that. That's all they want exactly. the audience to Exactly, so we feel. can just nod and be like, yes, that is that. I know this. I'm smart because I exactly. And just comparing, for example, the reveal of the Falcon in this film compared to the reveal of the Falcon in Force Awakens, yeah. which is the most perfect sequence it was incredible because yeah. we had no idea that that's what it was going to be and the camera pulls back and it's excellent. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how they can do something so well in that film and then do it so poorly in this film when it's the same thing. Different filmmakers and different pressures. Like It's not the same people doing it. And also people can be bad at stuff, can't they? That's... I guess they. So. Yeah. I know, I know. I get your point, though. Like The same sort of people doing it. Seemingly, Force Awakens is really good and everyone seems to like it, although now it's cool to say you didn't like it, even though everyone liked it when it yeah. first came out. <laughs> and then it's, you know, the, the other films have been a bit more divisive. Well, it's a bit, everyone's going about, oh, at least Rogue One was really good. Like, do mm. you remember watching it, guys? It's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible film. I feel like, like you said with the nod from the audience, it's like, we are going to join a resistance who yeah. will resist things. Wink. Yeah. Wink. Like, it's just... We're not idiots. You don't need to do that. The other thing which I'd like to talk about is this issue about who shot first, right? Boba Fett or whatever. Didn't the scene with Woody, where where they're up on the cliffs or whatever over the sea, complicate that answer then? Who shot first? Because he shot first. Han shot first in that sequence, but he was... But Woody said he pulled because he knew that Han wouldn't have done it or something i don't remember it's been a long time since in the film okay <laughs> good point <laughs> two favorite things firstly chewy and the wookies mm-hmm. why was this film not 90 minutes of chewy and the wookies good name for a band oh my god if there is not a star wars cover band by now named chewy and the wookies and they're all dressed as wookies i'm di- i'm so disappointed in humanity if that's the case other good thing Amelia Clark, because she is perfect and perfection in everything that she does. But may I just ask, what is with the hard-on that Star Wars execs have with young brunette British women? Weird, isn't it? Had Ray. We had Felicity Jones. Yeah, I can't remember her character's name. Uh, and now we've got Amelia. Like, can you only be cast in this film if you're white and brunette and British? Question. Can you name any character from Rogue One? By name? No. <laughs> <laughs> there was the blind jujitsu guy and the um the other one. Okay. <laughs> shall we move on to Deadpool? We shall. Quick five thoughts today. Um Can you remember uh, it? Vaguely. It was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Not as good as the first one. Really? What do you mean, really? You agree with me in the moment that it wasn't as good as the first one. I thought it was, like, just as good. The thing that I had an issue with in this one was that I think they were towing the line 
between sentimentality and like crass X-rated humor, and I'm not sure it totally worked. Yeah. Can I clarify my earlier comment? I meant that it was perhaps not as fresh mm-hmm. as the first one, but probably just as. Oh, I get what you're saying. That's what I mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the bit where you know he's in purgatory or whatever, and he, it's not his time, and that is so sentimental. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the whole vibe of Deadpool is like picking apart things like this and pointing at it and making fun of it. Kind of like Thor Ragnarok where they're like, oh, nothing has any meaning, so we're laughing at everything, so nothing is sentimental. Mm. But then you have a really sentimental film in Deadpool that you're kind of waiting for them to take the piss out of it, but then they don't. And I just find it really hard to, like, balance that in my mind with then other things that they choose to point out the funny sort of weirdness Mm. of. I saw a review of it saying that just pointing out something isn't satire. No. It's not... Yeah. Enough of a joke, is it? To, not, not clever enough to just say this is a thing that people do sometimes. Introduce my favourite character, though, who I can't believe we've never seen before. Ricky Baker. He He's just perfection, <laughs> isn't he? He's incredible. If you haven't seen Hunt for the Wilder People, A, yeah. what are you doing with your life? B, get on it. It's incredible. It's the reason he got cast, apparently. It is, yeah. The character's written for <laughs> Ricky Baker. It's awesome. Is it Domino you're talking about? Lady Luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's awesome. She She's cool. so cool. Why have we never seen that before? Awesome. And wonder, at first you're like, the X-Men movie. you're yeah. like, oh, this is ridiculous. She's like, obviously mm. doesn't have anything. But then they showed she does have powers because of the pedal and everything that happened. Mm-hmm. What a cool concept for mm. a character. Like, she was awesome. It's cool. So cool. It's a little bit like that in Harry Potter where they have the, yes. the luck potion. Liquid luck, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, that whole sequence when he puts the team together and then... It's all... just <laughs> excellent, isn't it? I, I think that was the... probably better than anything in the first movie. From I agree. Age, so. That sequence was incredible. What's the guy's name? He was like, go home, go home to your wife. Yeah. I just wanted to try. I just wanted to be a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's and like Pete or something. Yeah. And the Brad Pitt cameo was pretty funny. Oh, I can't believe that that was him. He didn't get a credit or anything. It was yeah. just... Yeah, it was really, really great. Yeah. That sequence was incredible. I also really liked the reveal that... Um, Josh Brolin used the time turner. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <I suppose, laughs> Keep with the Harry Potter references <laughs> to go back and save him because it was mm. enough to know that his family was safe. I liked that. I thought that was really yeah. clever. I didn't like the baby penis. I'll go right out there and say it. But very uncomfortable during that sequence. Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? It's kind of like a joke. We'd have to clarify that, but okay. <laughs> I won't put that in. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, I think the problem with these movies mm. is that they just throw jokes out the whole time and a few of them land and they're really good, but yeah. sometimes the ratio is not... I'd agree. Hot. Like in the first movie, I think maybe like, I don't know, 80 to 90% of the jokes landed, whereas yeah. in this one I think it's kind of like 50-50. But um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It didn't really like do anything for me. That sequence was incredible and it was fun, but it's not like... No, it's the thing with all of these um, superhero movies, but Deadpool is the same kind of... Fun while you're watching them, but... I don't have to rush back to go watch them again straight away. Yeah, I agree. Like, we could watch these movies when they're in the cinema, but we've got very few of them on DVD. That's very true, yeah. I was just thinking about mm. that. We never actually bought them. No, we got afterwards. most of the Batmans and... Mm. Well, Chris Nolan. And the Spiders, but yeah, but yeah, anyway. Mm. And... Bit of, bit of a change of pace. <laughs> well, kind of similar. Incredibles 2, which... Uh... Well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's, a, it's probably an appropriate reaction. Incredibles, one. Yeah, probably was it was perhaps, incredible? Hey, hey. Perhaps the best Pixar movie. Perhaps one of the best movies ever. Yeah. Incredibles two. Not the best Pixar movie, but that's fine. What's the best Pixar movie? Up, obviously. Okay, Inside Out doesn't get a look in. Toy Story again at all? Oh no, no, no. Up's better than Toy Story. Bite me. yes incredibles 2 probably unfair it's coming after the most beloved movie of our childhood probably and it's still really good just didn't quite hit the heights i don't think and apparently it got like moved forward or something or some but no you know whatever on twitter saying being really rude about it like our generation and saying little kids give us the first week of incredibles we've been waiting how 20 something years for this how dare you steal it Jesus. It's a kid's movie. They're allowed to go see a kid's movie. Just because you have, like, a personal interest in it doesn't mean that other people aren't allowed to watch it. Just because you like something doesn't mean you have ownership of it. It's pretty toxic. Put like, that on a T-shirt. It's a bit like Star Wars. People, like... Yes. Thinking they have, they're the only true fan, so you can like it. Uh-huh. So weird. Finding Nemo, by the way. Anyone? Yeah, it's a great film. It's not as Finding good as Dory. that. Finding Dory. It's not as good as that. Okay. It's not as good as that. He goes to the falls... <laughs> To die. To die. <laughs> I mean. But while he's there, he finds a reason to live. I can't do it. I can't. <laughs> and he finds Doug. No, no. Kevin. All right. This isn't up. This is Incredibles okay, Sorry, too. Incredibles. Yeah. I think the family stuff has done really well. I feel like they didn't really commit to the villain because they knew the twist was coming. And so they didn't make it believable that the villain was a villain. We didn't see the villain at all. Unlike Syndrome in the first movie, who we knew, mm-hmm. it turned out Syndrome was actually what that'd be great. Was. Yeah, that'd been I, I hated the villain because we knew she was going to be the villain all along. It was very obvious. Yeah. And also, so you're talking about the guy who was the screen slaver. Screen thing, cool yes. idea. Cool idea, but I wish then they'd actually done something. He with wasn't it. actually the villain, so then that kind of like took the wind out of it. Yeah, is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I feel like. They didn't put enough emphasis into him being the villain because mm. they knew a twist was coming mm. and they did more time establishing the twist rather than establishing her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. So the twist when it came was like, oh, yeah, obviously. It was all resolved very quickly on the boat as well. Like mm-hmm. as soon as 
it, they figured it out, it was done, and it was kind of like, oh, okay. I loved how the kids got involved and they got to do their mission at the end. Yeah. But then they get there and they take off the masks and then everyone, the adults That's take fun. over. That's it, yeah. Like, I wish the kids had actually saved them all because the whole kids were trying to prove themselves, prove themselves the whole movie. And yeah. They kind of did, but didn't quite yeah. go I think, far enough. I think this film had some narrative issues where the first one didn't. Yeah. Like it was nice seeing the characters again and obviously it was great being there. But I don't know that, it, like, narratively it was a very strong film. Um, not that every film has to be strong narratively, but I think it kind of let this one down a little bit. It is. It's that thing that we talked about. Maybe the story can't be as good, but everything else about a movie can be good and yeah. the movie can still be good. And exactly. the visuals was wonderful and the characterization, Jack-Jack. Can Edna. we just talk about the most iconic duo of our time? <laughs> Jack-Jack and Edna. Auntie Edna. <laughs> I... It's a pairing I never knew I needed yeah. in my life, uh-huh. but when it happened, made sense. I how how have we lived this long without that? Mm-hmm. I saw someone say online that they can't wait for the short it'd, of it'd, what it'd, happened that night yeah, to play be the beginning of next <laughs> film. Be It'd be incredible, like, like the like, short like with Jack, Jack Attack. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh. And one last thing for Incredibles two, honey. Is her name? Oh my god! Oh my god! I turned to you. I remember. I totally forgot about that. I turned to you in the cinema and went, "Her name is Honey. Her name is Honey." It's like the stupidest thing to include because only people who will get it are people like us who are. We quote that line so much (laughs) in our everyday lives. I. It was incredible. One thing I'm not sure how I feel about the film, last point, is that Helen was managing being a mum and a superhero just fine, but for some reason, as soon as Bob has to manage it, it's the most difficult thing and and he, you know, really struggles with the work-life balance, but we never considered that when Helen was there. But I I don't know if that's necessarily a negative thing because it was sort of him understanding and learning that, you know... If he knew that already, he wouldn't have a movie. Exactly, yeah. It's kind of like these people online who do, like, challenges of how to live on a dollar a day or mm-hmm. be, being a blind person for a day or all these things, yeah. and then it's like, why can't you just have empathy for people? But some people need to experience stuff themselves in order to understand the mm-hmm. disadvantages, and I kind of feel like that's what Bob did in this film. Like, he, he's like, oh, yeah, Helen works really hard. He manages yeah, the family, works, yeah. but he didn't quite understand it until mm-hmm. he had to do that. The other thing is I don't think she really was a superhero and a mum at the same time. Yeah, I agree. Because in the other movie they were in hiding. Yeah. We didn't actually get to see them try to balance it really. Yeah, because and then this movie takes place literally as the first movie ends. Because in- So that seems like it's a bit of a yeah. strange criticism like, oh, she was doing fine. Well, she was just being a regular mum and she probably yeah. was taking on the bigger load and all that sort of stuff. Now that I say but like Sorry, just back in that in the first movie when they were living in hiding, mm. he was working full time as well. Yeah, so exactly. Like, yeah, like now that I think about it in this, in number two, he isn't balancing being a superhero and a dad because he basically puts his superhero stuff on hold yeah. to be a dad. And she gets, and to, be she a gets to be a superhero again. just a superhero. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I know there were times in the first movie when he has these special missions and he's being a superhero again secretly behind her back when she's got the kids alone. Mm. But in this movie, he is, has the kids alone for like, seems like a week. weeks, weeks, yeah, two I weeks, don't I don't know. So it's not just him mm. doing 
like he, he's taking on all the responsibilities because she's away being superhero, and that's part of his character. Is he doesn't like that, and it, he's learning to grow, as you said. So. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it's approaching that territory where it's a bit like, duh. Yeah. Surely you could work this out. But I didn't mind it though. I I quite liked that. And it's also like there are plenty of dads out there who aren't doofuses who can look after yeah, kids. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So it's like, is it a bit easy to make those? That, I think that so. Story? Yeah, I just thought it was worth mentioning because it is a common criticism mm-hmm. people are saying about this film. Last thing about Incredibles two, I really like how they handled Tony. Hmm. I thought that was really clever because the first movie ends with his memory and then it's not something you really consider that mm. he doesn't remember Violet at all and it actually gave her good motivation, I think, for her behaviour in the film where she's trying to balance being a superhero and being just a normal teenage girl as well. Mm-hmm. Side note, where's my Violet spinoff? I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah, just that's the thing about all these characters are so good. Mm. But do we really want a Violet spinoff when we've... Just talked about Solo being so bad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I want a Jack, Jack and Edna spinoff. Mm-hmm. I want, I just want to see them hanging. Yeah. Okay. I, I love, I love both of those characters so much. <laughs> I love Edna. She's incredible. Auntie Edna. Uh. Oh, when Jack Jack does her voice to get into the system because he can like impersonate people yeah. and oh my god. <laughs> okay. So all these movies have good and bad parts, like most movies. <laughs> <laughs> like most things, there are good and bad parts about things. I probably would watch Incredibles 2 again. Maybe Deadpool 2 again, I guess. Solo, I'm fine. Agreed. Yeah. Incredibles 2. Four stars. Deadpool, mm, three. Mm-hmm. Solo, one and a half. Yeah, yeah. Nail on the head today. Yes, we do have more podcasts coming for you in the future, hopefully. We're going to try and be better. We've got you. an exciting announcement coming. We do. We, we are talking about an announcement, yeah. <laughs> we have a plan. We just haven't planned the plan yeah, yet. We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. Bear with us. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.